0: Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio.
1: And hello, good everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can think of as your small business, but they are small enough to do it in a personal way. I think Renaissance Bank's got that combination. I know that from my own experience, and I think my my clients feel that way too, the ones that I work with uh, in conjunction with Renaissance. So if you'd like to know more, go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. They've got some 200 offices around the South ready to serve you. Renaissance Bank, Understanding You, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Richard McElfresh. Richard is with Shoebox Tax Prep. Indeed. Richard, welcome.
0: Glad to be with you, John. Yeah. Thanks for having me today, yeah. honestly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. So let's talk about you and how you're serving folks at Shoebox Tax Prep.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I'm uh, glad to do that. You know, one of the things about Shoebox Tax Prep, when we talk about it as a team is we're really looking to help folks who need advice. Um, Maybe they've been filing their taxes on their own, but something has changed this year. Uh, Something new came up. Uh, They may have had a transaction. They sold a house. They bought a house. Uh, So that likely or would-be self-filer who uh, just needs advice this year uh, Mm -hmm. because of some complexity uh Also, people that we seem to do real well with are folks that are getting priced out of the traditional c p a marketplace. These would be entry level tickets for your sophisticated experienced c p a somebody with twenty years of experience that kind of thing right um but those c p a s ironically just are not seeking out that work. They seem to almost be rejecting it by, by proxy through mm-hmm. pricing right if you will, yeah, and we seem to be able to help those folks well because of our Value oriented pricing. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, now I would think a lot of folks would hear your the comp your the comp yeah <laughs> the name of your company easy for me to say yes sir uh, uh, and, yeah they hear the name do your- that
0: for us John yeah, what is that mean? I know it I, I know it, it. Yeah. yeah you
1: yeah <laughs> I, you would think this is my first show um <laughs> they hear the name of your company yes sir and what you just said mm-hmm. and they would think uh, well. Uh, aren't you CPA firm?
0: Well, and it's interesting. So we definitely have CPAs on staff. Let me be clear about that. Right. Absolutely. Um, we also tend to employ folks who have what's called the enrolled agent designation. Okay. So an EA, it's interesting. If if you know anything about a CPA, they study tax and audit. Mm -hmm. They get to a point in their career though, where they've achieved that designation and they actually tend to make a decision. They go on and they do tax work or they do audit work. Uh, But typically not both. Mm -hmm. And so uh, your CPA, if you're thinking of a CPA, I'm going to go get my taxes done by a CPA, that Mm kind of thing. um, They have chosen to focus on tax. If you imagine taking the CPA and cleaving off just the tax aspect, right. that's kind of how I would describe what an enrolled agent is. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of education around it, high qualifications, industry experience, all the things you would look for in a tax preparer. Um, but they're not technically CPAs, they are EAs, enrolled agents. Right. And that's our focus has been there because of the nature of the work that we do. It's tax compliance work. Uh, and because of the audience that we serve, their needs are fully met by an EA. Um, all of that said, we do have CPAs on staff as well. You see okay. some complexity. You need that. that okay, kind of cool. So, well, let's get to
1: your name. I oh, mean, please, sho- yeah. Shoebox Tax Prep. I mean, yeah. why, why that name, and what, what does it signify about what you do?
0: Well, you know, uh, first of all, it's absolutely symbolic of an aspect of our company that we're real proud of. Mm -hmm. We tell clients all the time, there's no bad way for you to communicate your information to us. Just get your stuff to us and let us handle it from there. Okay, mm. uh, but there is a story behind it, and I appreciate you asking the question. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to get away from that. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, but we started out day one. We were M and A tax preparation. I don't know uh, any other way to describe it except for we were also uh, Shoebox is a spinoff of a financial planning practice, mm-hmm. and that was McElfresh and Associates. That's my last name and. We okay. were doing that work over there. So right. when we created the tax prep business in the first place, it was M&A tax prep. Mm. Uh, and a client came in and she had brought her stuff for her taxes. It was probably 2018. Uh, it was in a shoebox. Yeah. And I said, ah. I said, Mona, can I have that shoebox? I was gonna bronze it. I thought it was really? the best thing I'd ever seen. Honest honest to goodness, sure as I'm sitting here. Yeah. Okay. And she snatched it back real fast. She, no, you can't have this. I'm going to put my stuff in it next year. Okay. And she took, she literally grabbed a marker off of the table and crossed out 2018 and wrote in 2019. Really? Just to prove to me that I couldn't have that shoe box. Okay. It That's was hers, hilarious. And she was absolutely going to use it. And she did. She yeah. brought it right back in the next year. Uh, but the, the moment was so iconic. We just, We knew we had to do something with that. Right. And we already knew that in our DNA, we were going to say yes to all clients. We were going to welcome them into the office. If that's what it took to get them to bring their stuff, we were going to take it by, you know, registered mail, however they sent it to us. And so shoebox really stuck after that moment. And, and it still works to this day people's shoe boxes it's more of a metaphor these yeah, days you know right but you could have a digital collection place and that would work perfectly fine mm-hmm. uh so a couple clients have accordion files don't tell anybody
1: but they're still out there wow you know? i didn't even know you could still buy those things <laughs>
0: yeah oh i don't think they've bought these recently oh. these have been around for a while yeah <laughs> these are legacy yeah uh, editions. There's, okay. and there's one with a metal lockbox. we took a picture of that one and put it up really? on the corkboard in the office yeah wow
1: <laughs> it's a good one you get some collection yeah yeah um yeah because those shoe boxes only hold so much yeah it's right? true yeah, it's true. yeah. yeah. but well.
0: it's, a, it's the concept of a collection point and that's right we we've even broken tax season down into phases so we call it the collection phase which starts in January mm-hmm. when your stuff starts coming in the mail and you start getting emails with here's my data you know
1: yeah yeah I get it and so what you're really talking about is you you work with business owners Mm. That um, let's just say they don't really necessarily see the value of keeping up with their financials throughout the year, right? I mean, or they would yeah. be supplying this information to you more readily, right?
0: Yeah, the shoebox physical shoebox tends to be more on the individual side. Yeah, I will tell you as our advice to business owners if they're not keeping current records is to bring them up to up to date. Right. And to keep them at least on a quarterly basis. Okay. My thinking is as a business owner, I need that information real time so I can make decisions about my business. Right. I may be thinking of expanding. I may be thinking of contracting. I may be thinking about opening up a new line of business, um, having real time financial information. I mean, there's mm-hmm. compliance reasons for it and there's just good business practices built around it.
1: But you'll work with people wherever they are. I guess yeah. kinda of oh, the, yeah. kind of the absolutely. point it's of it. It's an open right? door
0: policy. There's right. no time, there's no time we don't have to help you with your stuff. If you're disorganized, let us help you establish that organization. Yeah. And I really think that's what no you need. No shame, right? Well, no, absolutely yeah. not. Come as, yeah. as you are. Yeah. Indeed.
1: Yeah. I like it. I love it. Uh Richard Richard McElfresh is with us, folks. He is with Shoebox Tax Prep. So, um, Richard, lots of tax prep companies out there. You mentioned the CPAs, but then there's mm. also the heavy advertised companies out there. We won't mention any names, but okay. talk about how you differ.
0: Yeah. Well, let's just say that there's a spectrum of marketplace options for tax prep. You, there are providers, there are self-service options. You can find what you're looking for if you need or want any help. When we look at the the competitors out there, we've got um, – I, I will mention names even even though you won't. If it's an H&R, okay. H&R or um, Jackson, Hewitt, or Liberty, yeah. right. um, we just don't see them having staff continuity year in and year out where you can reliably go back there and work with your person. And so we see staff continuity as a major issue in the industry for low-cost providers. Right. Um, and then I mentioned earlier, a lot of the traditional CPAs are pricing themselves out of the mass market client. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about what our unique value proposition is, it's continuity, it's advice throughout the year. We call it year round service and advice mm-hmm. and, uh, and ultimately value driven pricing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um,
1: so th- Let's talk about, um, the folks, there's another competitor here. Mm. It's the folks that do it themselves, right? The, the, the DIYers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's talk to them and just give some ideas on why it's a good idea. There's value, I guess, in paying your fee and what you get, the return on that value or that, that, what they pay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's really three things. Um, So first of all, you want to be just, you want to be in compliance. You want to know that every aspect has been fully reported. um, And you want to know that the return has been prepared to produce the lowest tax liability legally possible. Right. And to us, that means you are in compliance at that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, And working with a professional tends to bring that state of compliance about more so than individual preparation where there's a lack of information. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that um, if I were speaking to someone who's filing their own taxes, the next thing I would say is it's absolutely possible you could do that. It's ridiculous for me to say that you can't file your own taxes. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can. Sure. And I think if you see Turbo and its growth and you know, you can think of other software packages that are out there. Those exist because they are useful to a very large segment of the population. It's a ma- it's a mass mass market solution, right? You know? And so, really, what I would say is that if I'm preparing my own taxes and I'm at all questioning, should I work with an advisor? Should I work with a professional? Um, you really have to look at have there been changes in your situation? Have you entered into transactions like selling a house or buying a house? Um, have you added a member of your family? Have you lost a member of your family this year? Mm-hmm. Um, you know so situation changes, job changes, moves, all of those things, life changes. a lot of times that brings about, opportunities, but also risk. If you think of it from a compliance standpoint, you want to make sure that you've reported everything accurately for the lowest possible tax liability.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And, and this is also where staff continuity comes in, right? Because, uh, you're, uh, Your person, whoever that person is, knows the questions to ask, Mm -hmm. um, uh, ask about what changes have occurred, and they do that from a knowledgeable point of view because they've worked with you for a long time.
0: You know, John, you're hitting on something that I would call an intangible. You Mm -hmm. asked that question before about value. I always try to live in the world of the concrete when i answer a question like yeah. that, mm-hmm. but there is this intangible aspect of working with a tax preparer an advisor someone who has that continuity that knowledge of your situation and there's a peace of mind aspect to it mm-hmm. as well i think that if i'm preparing my own taxes i think i got everything in there yeah i'm pretty sure i got everything in there uh and it's a to know that you got everything in there and we guarantee our work Mm -hmm. from an accuracy standpoint yeah
1: yeah so now, do you pro- provide bookkeeping services? Yes, sir. Okay. So, yeah. so if, if I'm a we, back to that business that's in the shoebox and wants to get out of it, wants to have those financials mm. on an interim basis, you can help me out there. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah.
0: You know, we advocate for that. And the way we say it is it's personal tax, business tax, and books. Perfect. So, uh,
1: let's, we're right here in the heart of tax season. Yes, sir. Um, people may be listening this after tax season they've extended their returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what 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 advice do you give people um that are they're right in the middle of it and they're up in the air and maybe they have gotten into it and think uh everybody's busy right now yep. so I really can't get in to see shoebox tax prep.
0: Um, let, me, let me turn that around just slightly. I'll throw a hypothetical at you. Yeah. It's the day before the deadline. You've been working on your own taxes. You're just not sure they're right. And you're wondering, is it still too late to work with a professional? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you literally called the day before the deadline, chances are you're getting extended. Right. Right. But here's the deal. You can pay with your extension and you're compliant okay, Mm -hmm. that legitimately buys you the extra time that you need Mm -hmm. to make sure that your filing is correct, right? and when you submit that, you true up at that time, and you're good. That's good. Good work. So,
1: let's talk to uh, business owners, uh, whether, and there's, I guess, there are business owners that are self-employed, per se, and then there are businesses that um, business owners that have a C corp or something like that. Yep. Right. So those are kind of two different categories, but let's mm-hmm. talk about some of the big mistakes that you see that, yeah. that people make that you guide, guide them away from.
0: Yeah, I would break that down. It's, um, most of what we see. And I honestly think most of what's out there in the small business owner community can be broken down to what we would call a schedule C, or an S corp. That's Mm -hmm. the way we think about it. An S corp is going to file its own return. That's an 1120 Mm -hmm. and the schedule C is filed on the personal return. It's kind of like a little mini tax return within the whole tax return Mm -hmm. uh, on the 1040 there. Okay. Right. Um, Very common question that we get, I know it's not a mistake, which is what you asked about, but a very common question we get is, should I be an S corp? Mm -hmm. And so Um, that's something that requires advice and knowledge of your situation. That's where we go back to continuity, working with clients to help them make decisions like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of the most common mistakes though, are documenting, um, expenses and categorizing them. I think it's, you know. Proven it and also making sure that you've put it in the right category. Right. Uh used to be if I had meals and entertainment, for example, well, who did you go to dinner with? Because that mattered. If you were able to deduct it at all or in whole. Um, so I could think of that. Um, that's where uh, uh, using QuickBooks or some bookkeeping application and keeping it up to real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, other common mistake, just thinking in terms of um, taxpayers – is not paying enough or paying too much during the year. Um, think of it in terms of estimate estimated payments, right? And making sure that those are dialed in correctly. Mm-hmm. If you have real time business data and your business is down so far this year, but you're still making payments based on what you made last year, might want to relook at that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and this is where having some guidance. Between tax seasons mm. is important, right?
0: Yeah, and all of our clients hear from us whether they want to or not. <laughs> off season, right? Off, off, um, off cycle, if you will. Yeah, got it. Um,
1: so let, let's, you know, there be, there will be people listening to this interview later when mm. we're not in tax season, and you know, I think there's some common questions around um, just how it all works in terms mm. of when should I expect my return back? You know, depending on when I get my information in, right? And um, at what point am I so late in the season that I'm going to have to get extended? Sure. And and is it bad to get extended? There are some folks that think if I get extended, I'm going to get audited. So
0: you might want to address that that elephant in the room. I mean, look, if you prepare your own return, you're going to get audited. Mm -hmm. A self-prepared return might be more susceptible to uh, mistakes and or purposeful misrepresentations mm-hmm. because there was no professional whose designation is on the line by right. the way, right yeah. uh if something's inaccurate on that return so mm-hmm. um getting extended I, there's n- there's no guidance from the irs no data that i've ever seen to support that uh, assumption that an extension makes you more likely to be uh audited period mm-hmm. Um, and in most cases, when we're extending, it's actually so that we can make an accurate filing mm-hmm. and a conclusive filing. Right. And so I would look at the extension as a tool that you may want to use or not. And think about it this way, John. Let me just be clear. Yeah. When there's a dinner rush at the restaurant and you show up at a certain time, <laughs> okay. You feel you feel what I'm putting out. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. I'm,
1: I'm I'm I may be waiting longer for my meal. Yeah, right.
0: exactly. And and it's an ironic part of the tax cycle of the tax year is that there's a huge compression of these submissions in a defined period of time. Mm-hmm. And so I look at an extension as a useful tool, especially in cases where there's any controversy or any question about what's to be reported. Or you might be waiting on information from somebody else in order to file your own personal return. If you're a member of a partnership, for example, and mm-hmm. the partnership has to file its return, right. you get a K one. Then that goes on your return. Extend by yourself that time. Just make sure you're up to up to uh, up to par on your payments, and because that's really where folks get in trouble is they think they can delay payment in the case of an extension. And that's really not true. You're going to end up paying penalties and interest.
1: Right. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it, and, and you may end up paying a little penalty and interest anyway, if Mm. if your calculation wasn't quite right. Right. If you've, if you've self filed and then you come to you later Mm -hmm. and, and you say, Hey, it's a little off. You owe a little extra money. Yep. Or, or you don't owe as much money, then you get that money back, right? Whatever you paid,
0: we see that, and you know, you know be aware that there's ways to mitigate even that. What you referred to, okay? okay? Um, there are abatements, mm-hmm. uh, even a first-time abatement. If you're, if you've always been in compliance and always paid your taxes and so on and so forth, and you made an honest mistake, I look, the IRS is no charitable organization, okay? <laughs> But they have a very graceful way of approaching exception cases like that, especially if it was a one-time thing that, and you were you were always in good compliance before.
1: And this again, this is where it, it's helpful to have shoebox tax prep to, yeah. to to run interference there, right? Glad to do it. Yeah,
0: glad to do it. Uh, the only other thing, just you got me thinking about it. We do see what we call multi-year filers, mm-hmm. folks who are out of compliance because they have not filed for one, two, even several years. Uh-oh. Yeah, and and it's it's one of these situations It uh, could be tied to a life change. It could be for a variety of reasons. Um, our, our approach is, again, very sympathetic, glad to help and bring you up to compliance. Um, and so we do see multi-year filers as a client that we can uh, serve uniquely well. Got it. So um, one thing
1: uh, I noticed here in the show notes uh, that you're pretty proud of is that you're an eos company yes sir describe what that means um yeah. and, and what that is for those that don't know about eos and and what that means for the client
0: uh, well thank you yeah. yeah i will tell you if we did a whole show on eos i do feel like i could fill that time okay um it's something that i've known about and been working on since 2012 so over 10 years of experience with wow. the system yeah mm-hmm. Um, I tell my friends and colleagues, uh, first thing I, if I'm talking about EOS, first thing I do is I say, have you ever heard of six Sigma? Mm -hmm. And that's the big business way of running a big business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you've heard of six Sigma, imagine a version of that, a slightly redacted and simplified version of that for small business. It's an operating system and it's a way you can run your company, run a successful company, you could successfully run a successful company. Mm-hmm. There you have it. I finally yeah. said it, you know? Um, but briefly, uh, if I describe the user experience of EOS, it's getting it all out of my head and onto paper so that I can see it right there and know that it's, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the company knows it too. And if I thought about the, uh, user experience to the client, okay. Um, we do not a shoebox tax prep does not suffer from any of the very common um, symptoms of small business ownership. It runs and acts like a company way bigger than it really is. Mm -hmm. And I think that clients see that because we have a calendar of communications, for example, it's one of our proven processes for our company. And so they're hearing from us throughout the course of the year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I mean, if I'm running a small tax practice and i shutter the business for a couple of months a year well you're definitely not hearing from me then Mm -hmm. so people feel it in the experience
1: yeah that's that's quite an endorsement uh, uh, for how processes Mm -hmm. translate into client service right yeah
0: yeah you know my so remember that my dna goes all the way back to um my work as a certified financial planner. Mm -hmm. And so I thought of it as about the second time I ever did something, I told myself, I need a process for that because you do something once that's a Mm one-off, right? You do it twice. You're starting to get some experience around it. By the time you're doing it the third time, you're wondering why am I still doing this? Right. By the third time I should have automated this Mm -hmm. or I should have figured out a way to uh, get some leverage on this situation. Right, and so we built processes around any repeatable task in the financial planning practice. Mm-hmm. So we already knew that lesson in 2018 when we started shoe well M and A tax prep that became yep. Shoebox. Sure, and um, and so we we just did that from day one on this side. Mm.
1: Terrific. Um, let's talk about the the uh, types of clients that are good fits for you.
0: Yeah. Um, our, our best clients, the people that we help the best, I would say are what you might call mass affluent. So, um, not Rockefeller, you know, not these super wealthy people who have complex situations and all this tax money that they need to avoid paying and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. So we, um, the way that we say it on the team is we help would be self filers, who have that extra amount of complexity and they would prefer professional advice at a reasonable price point. Mm -hmm. And we also help folks who are already working with a tax advisor, typically a CPA, but they feel they're being priced out of that professional advice and service. Mm. And those are the people that we help the best.
1: Yeah. Great work. Uh, Richard, Richard McElfresh is with us folks. Shoebox tax prep. So, Richard, I love it, and I think our listeners would as well, if you could share maybe a success story or two. Um, uh, you know, you can't mention names, of course, but just examples of situations where you've, uh, you're you pretty proud of the value you've applied in that situation.
0: Absolutely. Um, one success story I will tell is a client who experienced a windfall income and saw it coming soon enough that we were able to plan around it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the client, it was a bonus that he had qualified through work and it had been set out as part of a long-term incentive plan. And he saw the numbers in the company and knew, yep, we got the company where it needed to be. And so I'm going to get this money. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Now we had been helping him for two years on his taxes already. So we had very good working knowledge of his baseline situation. Uh, He had received step raises during that period of time, Um, and uh, he's the only income earner in that household. Uh, Mom stayed home with the kids, and um, so um, when we saw that coming and looking ahead and knowing it was going to be paid out, we were able to do the math ahead of time to make sure that there was enough taxes withheld. Imagine if you under-withhold and you're subject to penalties. Yeah. You just volunteered to pay more taxes. (laughs) Okay. And so I think really that was a planning moment that was made possible by the continuity of our service to him. And the value, if you will, was to know that he paid exactly how much taxes he should and not a penny more. I love that story.
1: And I love the way you put that. Um, volunteering to pay more taxes. That happens in a lot of situations, right? I mean, that people kind of inadvertently volunteer to pay more taxes because of mistakes they make or not hiring a professional like you.
0: I think it's absolutely possible. You know, the only way to know for certain would be to get a second opinion. Right. And we offer that, by the way, at no cost. Glad to do it. Mm -hmm. Show me your tax return that you filed. I'll tell you if I think you could have done any better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, But if you think about it, the issue is ultimately being in compliance. Right. If I if I thought of one word for the tax industry that would bring it about in in your favor, it's to be compliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Richard, this has been great. I, and I just have got to believe that there's some folks that are listening to this that would like to know more, would like to get in touch. So let's
0: give them directions on how to do that. Yeah, plain and simple, shoeboxtaxprep.com. We're glad to hear from you. Terrific. Richard
1: McElfresh, folks, with Shoebox Tax Prep. Richard, this has been uh, fun and informative, so thank you so much for coming in.
0: You're the best, John. Thank Uh, you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. If you've got another problem in your back office that goes beyond uh, taxes— If you've got administrative tasks that you're behind on or maybe you're doing those administrative tasks and you really need somebody else to take that off your plate so you can focus on the front part of the the business, the clients, um, I've got a suggestion for you. Pick up the phone and call S.E. Escobedo over at Office Angels. They have been around since 2000, and they do fantastic work. I know this myself because I use their services, uh, and, and they're angels. They're not a temp agency uh, or a placement firm, they match a business owner's support needs with angels who have the talent and experience necessary to fly in, get the job done, and they fly out. And they do this on a ongoing or as needed basis, whatever it is you need, and uh, whatever period of time you need it for. Go to OfficeAngels.us to learn more. But as I said, just pick up the phone and call uh, Essie and uh, let her know that we sent her, sent you to her seven seven zero four four two nine, two, four, six. And just a couple of quick reminders as we wrap up here. Um, I've got a book coming here later this summer. It's called the price and value journey, raising your confidence, your value, and your prices using the generosity mindset method. It, it will be out this summer, 2023. Uh, if you want to know more, go to pricevaluejourney.com. And finally, a thank you to you, our listener. You've done, uh, we're so grateful to you for having supported this show in the way you have over these past almost seven years. We're up to well over 600 episodes now, and we've gotten this far because of you. So continue to do what you have always done is share the show. If you've heard something here from Richard that makes you think, hey, I know somebody that needs their services, let me share the show. That's how we get the word out on the great work that business leaders like Richard and all the other um countless guests that we've had on the show over the years how we get the word out on their work so help us help them as we continue to be the voice of business here in North Fulton so for my guest Richard McElfresh I'm John Ray join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio